0: Well, hello there. I'm Tracy Rush Williams, business coach and consultant for Alaska Tracy. Businesses work with me that are seeking calmness clarity, and prosperity. Using my vision mapping framework, I guide them on their journey to success. On this podcast, you can enjoy hearing inspirational stories of success, as well as business tips and tools that you can actually use. So thanks for joining in. And oh, please remember, click the subscribe button, invite your friends and leave a comment. Thank you. Hello, welcome to Alaska Tracy Podcast. I'm thrilled that you are here today. We have a very special guest, Deb Denker. That's D E N K E R. And her business is Unlimited Fervor. That's F as in Frank, E R V Victor O R, Fervor, uh, Career Coaching. And you can reach Deb unlimitedfervor.com. And I looked up the word fervor before our interview. And FERVOR stands for Intense and Passionate. And Deb is intense and passionate about helping people to reach their goals and to live a fulfilled life, to be empowered by their careers. She has helped me as a coach as well. And I'm thrilled for you to listen to Deb's story and hear some of her tips and tools for helping you to live a life that is filled with intense passion. So let's give Deb a warm welcome. Well, hello, Deb. Welcome to Alaska Tracy podcast. Thank you so much for joining me here in Anchorage, Alaska. And you are in Wisconsin today.
1: I am in Mount Morris, Wisconsin, very small little lake area in the middle of the state of Wisconsin. But thank you so much for having me. It's, it's a pleasure.
0: Fun. We are showing each other the views before we start, before I hit record. And you are in sunshine today. I'm yes. in 15 degrees with snow around me.
1: <laughs> yes, yes. So, thankfully, no snow yet. We oh. get plenty in Wisconsin. And right now, thankfully, it's just a beautiful fall day.
0: Oh, good, good. So, Deb, I really would like to know how you got to where you're at today as a career coach, sort of what your trajectory was along the way to get exactly where you're at today. So can we go back?
1: (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So. Um, I I like to connect the dots um, geographically also, so I'm just going to start there. So I'm I'm one of five kids, and I was um, born and raised in the Midwest. Started out in Illinois, then moved to Wisconsin for high school and college, then shortly after college moved to Minneapolis. Uh, I started working for a, a consulting firm called Accenture. Uh, they were Anderson Consulting at the time, but I, I worked for them for six years in Minneapolis and in Chicago, uh, and then um, from Chicago I went to Iowa for about ten years, then to San Francisco, then to Colorado, and now back to Wisconsin. Oh so, my gosh! I you know it's, it's kind of kind of wacky, but each one of them really played a part in who I am and how I got here. And uh, I think that there's, there's all sorts of different reasons why it was the right time and the right decision to move. Uh, But yeah, it's always really interesting. um, I think when you, when you think about it, so. Right. Right. So, as I mentioned, I, I went from, I was working for Accenture. I, I graduated from college uh, with a degree in organizational communication. So really focused on training and development, organizational design. What do you want your business to look like? Like, how can we help make it you know, successful? How do we do reorganizations and industrial psychology and all of those things? Loved, loved that entire, that, that, um, that whole study uh, of things. And um, But went um, into all sorts of different areas, um, which really got me into um, working for Accenture and did that. I was part of the internal team, so kind of managing the consultants that were all over the country and all over the world, really. And that's really my first really in-depth work as a career development coach. Uh, That was the biggest thing. My role and responsibility truly was to understand where people were right then and where they needed to go in order to get further into their career and then also where they wanted to go. And a lot of times that where they wanted to go and where they needed to go were different. Um, And especially in the consulting worlds with travel and family and all sorts of things. But um, the the opportunity was amazing. I ended up, like I said, moving to Chicago and worked for in, in a national position with the company, and truly just had a, an amazing time. Um, and but but decided <laughs> that I was going to be going from a national position. They, they moved all national into a more local position and I really wanted something different. And so I decided I'm going to try to see what else is out there. And so I did, I left leaped, um, <laughs> left and went out there and, and found a position working for a marketing firm. Very, very creative, lots of Uh, graphic designers and copywriters, totally different than the tech world of, of the consulting firm. But I loved it. And once again, same issues, same things. People were skilled and experienced in one thing, but they had lost their light of really what made them light up. And so whenever there were performance issues, it was like, I hate my job. I don't like what I'm doing. And I did more and more research and found that when we do what we love, we do really good work. And the opposite is also true. When we aren't doing what we love, we don't always do our best work. We we can maybe phone it in for a while, but our true self comes forward. And when there's performance issues, generally one of the first things that I do is talk about: Are you do you like what you're doing? And 99.8% people say. I hate it. I don't like it. I've lost. I I wanted to work with people. I'm not working with people anymore, or I'm too far away from the client or just all sorts of things. So anyway, so that was a good, that was a clue. That was something I picked up a breadcrumb and uh, worked for a couple or two different um, companies in Chicago. There was a lot of economic um, uncertainty. Um, so I was in a, a relationship at the time, and he and I really wanted to be closer to our families, and so we decided to really kind of simplify and move to Dubuque, Iowa, which huh. is right on the river in Iowa. And you can in our backyard you can see Wisconsin in the front yard, sort of you could see Illinois oh, wow. and here we in Iowa. So it was really cool. It was just this cool little tri-state area, beautiful historic home um and i it was it was great i worked for a, a local company and really developed their hr all of their hr structure and again really found um uh, me coaching more and more and more um so anyway uh, so i i did that for about 10 years and then i went um we Went our own ways. And so I decided, Deb, you're 48. What do you want to do with the rest of your life? And I thought, I think that there's more for me than just the Midwest. I've always wanted to live in California. So while I was working in Iowa, um, I was working for this family owned oil company. And I really had kind of carved out a, a niche for myself in that and really knew a lot of people in our industry. And so I reached out to someone that I had networked with at a meeting and she, I said, Hey, do you know any, any opportunities? And she said, I have one.
0: Oh my gosh.
1: And yeah. And so (laughs) I had already planned um, a week vacation, a week long vacation. So I went for fun and ended up having lunch with her and then the next day going back and meeting her team. And before I left to come back, I had a a job offer. And it it was um, truly one of those things where I had, had documented, every time I had hit kind of a speed bump in my career or in my life, I would journal. And I would write down a list of like, if I could go anywhere, where would it be? And San Francisco was always on my list. And so it was just further, just confirmation that when the job came to me that quickly, and it was something that I could do, that it was the right thing. So I did it, and um, went out there. Basically, sold a lot of what I had, and um, lived with a friend for a little bit, and then moved, you know, to my own place. And I was, I ended up being in California for about four, four years or so. Um, and, and, and loved it. I uh, loved so much about it. it was in Northern California. So beautiful, beautiful area, lots of, of just fun, be- uh, you know, going to the, the ocean all the time. And just, it was really, really special time. And um, at one point I was working, I had left the oil company that, it, that recruited me. I was working as the HR director for a um, for California's Great America, which <laughs> is an amusement park, right? Oh. So I got to work with Snoopy and Charlie Brown and, you know, the whole gang, which was a blast. Uh-huh. And it was really fun to go from, to, to, to work in an organization that our job was to help our, our customers make memories, and that is, was such an amazing experience for me to be part of an organization that was really about family and, and experiences. And I loved it. I really, really enjoyed it a lot. Um, it had, had a blast. But it was a really tough commute. Um, if you know the Bay Area, the Bay Area is known for commutes that are, are pretty crazy, and I, I think my worst commute was a little over three hours oh one day. Oh, my
0: gosh. Yes. Driving?
1: Driving one way. Oh. And I think my best was like 40, 47 minutes. Oh. <clears throat> so it just kept getting longer and longer. And, you know, it generally was about two hours. And I just, I, I'm like, this isn't sustainable. It's not you know, not only am I giving four hours of my time, but my health, my frame of mind. It's not like when you're driving, you can't really do a lot of multitasking. Right. Yes, you can read books, you can car dance, which I did plenty of. <laughs> um, <laughs> you can call friends on the phone, but you can't you can't just Work. put the right. ca- no, you can't put the car in and in, in, you know, auto drive and, and get out and walk or get right. some exercise or whatever. So my health was suffering, mental health, physical health, and I just really needed something closer. Um, so uh, reg- yeah, it was a difficult decision to make, but I, I actually accepted a position with Amazon mm-hmm. and um, worked for Amazon in one of their, their very biggest and first, like their uh, in a, a big fulfillment center. So there's about 2500 employees. Oh my gosh. Yes. So um and I was one of the senior HR leaders at the lo- location. We had new employees coming all of the time as you can imagine and just lots of activity. And one of the biggest things is that we had you know a pretty big group of of like entry level managers mm-hmm. That either came to us from promotion, came to us from college, uh, and they would just, there was a huge turnover. And I really tried to work with a lot of them, again, in that career development space, like what do you really want? Mm-hmm. And so many just were like this, I don't know what I want, but this is not it. Um, and you know, Amazon is an amazing organization to work for on so many levels, but I do think it takes an up a certain person and a certain time in their life. Mm -hmm. Um, I did find some similarities between working for like an Accenture and working for, um, for Amazon, just in attracting really amazing talent, but also expecting um, and uh, really expecting so much um, that it's difficult to have that balance um, or really a focus on anything outside of work. At least it was for me. Um so, I was there I was in um, California, working for Amazon, and we had just a little a family health crisis. Um, my mom had fallen and broken a hip. And it made me think like, wow, I'm out here by myself. If something happened, I have amazing friends, but I really should, I really want to be closer to family. And so, I started to pursue that opportunity, just opportunities with Amazon. And I found an opportunity. um, We were building a location in Denver, um, a a new facility. And so I really wanted to start a new facility. I wanted to launch, that's what we call them, launch a new building, go from zero employees to 2,500 and knew that that was going to be a challenge, but was really up for it. And so I did that. Um, I had a brother and sister-in-law in in Colorado. I did that and um, ended up working in for Amazon there in Colorado for about a year and a half. Um, And that's really when things started to significantly change. So I'm just going to take a quick sip of water. Okay. (laughs) As
0: you were giving people career advice, I'm thinking you were taking your own advice right? Like the more you were yeah. telling people things, the more your heart was maybe going.
1: hmm. Absolutely. And especially towards the end um, at, at Amazon, I, again, I kept thinking, okay, what do I really, what would I really like to do? What do I really want to do? And, or how do I want to spend my days even at work? And I was doing more and more analytics and less interacting with the employees, with the managers. And I took um, some time off after the holidays. And so this is late January of Mm -hmm. 2020. Um, No idea that there's a pandemic looming in the distance. (laughs) But I decided, you know what? I'm so burned out working 17, 18 hour days, not really, just, just truly being absolutely exhausted. I'm going to take a month off and decide what I want to do. And after about three weeks of sleep and interaction with family, I started to feel what it was like to be myself again and realized how far I had come from really being who I was at the core And that's when I made a phone call to a a coach that I saw online somewhere. And she asked me some questions and I was like, no, no, I want to be on your side of the table. I want to do what you're doing is what I was thinking. Uh And, and so I decided to leave, you know, a very lucrative position, um, and do that and start my own deal. And, um, a lot of people said it was, you know, very brave and all of those things. I really looked at it as it was just survival. Um, and I'm so grateful that I listened to my own advice, like you said.
0: Ah, oh, and then sure. that's where I got to meet Deb and, mm-hmm. and uh, beg her to work with me as a coach. <laughs> you yeah. as my coach. <laughs> that is. Um, what? happens during those times when your head i was people either get this or they don't my head often wants to kill me <laughs> right what happens on those days where it's a struggle or you know you're you're just mm-hmm. thinking what am i doing how do you pivot how do you stay
1: the path yeah. you know i think um it's a great question G- really great question and I think especially when you're used to working in an organization or for organizations that have a lot of structure, you work, you know, at eight o'clock every morning and then, you know, blah, blah, blah. And now no one's asking me what my schedule is. Right. But there were a few things that I, during that month off prior to resigning from Amazon that I really, I, I just really sought what was inside. And so I did things like journal and started a gratitude you know, process. I started meditating of just trying to actually clear my mind. Um, I got much closer spiritually to, to God, and that was super incredibly important for me. Um, and started doing more, you know, some more activity, just movement physically, like some, some stretching, some yoga, walking, you know, things like that. And, um, and I think through all of that, I just developed some pretty strong habits of just a lot of self awareness, self-awareness, I think is probably the biggest benefit. So I made a real, um, really connected the dots in when I do these practices, I feel great. And when I don't, or uh, conversely, when I start to feel not so great, it makes me check in and say have i done these practices and almost always it's no you've been coasting on your gratitude or you haven't gotten on you know the the, the bike or you haven't you, you just haven't been doing those things and so and you know i bang my head on the wall and say girl like how long will this take for you to realize that that is really critical and so i've just become better and better and better at that at just starting off the day with, um, a really tight, um, tight meaning like two or three things. I have like five in my little bag of tricks, mm-hmm. but I usually say, okay, I'm going to do three of the five every morning. Um, so whether it's gratitude or reading my declarations or biking or, um, d- meditating or praying, which are, are different for me, but anyway, I do three of the five and I make sure that I, I do all of them every week, but when I can do three, I, it's just, it's like, okay, my mind, my head is on straight and I'm, I'm able to crush the day. One of the things that I say a lot is what you focus on expands. Mm -hmm. And you've heard me say that a ton. And um, I, I just really focus on trying to, answer the question, like, what can I do for my clients today? Who needs, who do I need to talk to? Like there's someone out there who hates their job, absolutely hates their job and needs and doesn't know what to do. And if I could just get on a call with them and listen and then say, how about this or that? Um, Sometimes they end up working with me. Sometimes they don't, but they always walk away with some clarity and, and also with a little hope of realizing, oh my gosh, it's not just me. Um, and that is, is why I do what I do, really, because I was pretty lost. Um, oh, yeah.
0: That's wonderful. I love that. And, and when people get into business, I think, I know from my experience mm-hmm. and those that I get to work with, that we think it should be happening faster.
1: Oh, patience. Yes. Right? Yeah. There's a, it's so wild because I think that we are wired, we are wired for outcomes. We're wired for success. We're wired for, like, we want to see proof of that every day. We want to see, you know, um, output.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And we, I think, judge our output a lot of times with dollar signs
0: mm-hmm.
1: because that's, the currency that we understand. Right. But there's so many other outputs that we have or that we do, you know, that interaction with someone online or over the phone or on zoom where they walked away and like we impacted their day right. like that, and we, we turned it around and did we get, you know, specific currency for that? No, but we filled, filled ourselves, you know, as well as confirmed we're on the right path. Right, And the more I can feel aligned and help my clients feel aligned with what they're doing. Um, there's just my, in my experience there's just more abundance on the other side of that clarity of just making sure that we're really moving towards what we're really wired for. And, um, yeah, I, I think the patience goes along with, you know, I just, uh, shake my head sometimes thinking, all these lessons that we learn every day, you know, I'm done, I'm done learning. I learned it, <laughs> <All right. laughs> but that's, that's not the way it goes. Right, right. Right.
0: So last question, Deb, how do you define success in your own life? And I often ask this question and people pivot it back to how they define it in the client and clients that they work with slides. How do you define success in your life?
1: Um, how I define success in my life is, uh, is really the, how I measure it is really the, the relationships that I have. And, um, you know, I, I truly feel that I can open up my gratitude journal and, and write and fill an entire page every time I open it. And to me, that's success of just being, living in the moment, being grateful for what I do have, and then having dreams that will help push me in and goals. And I just feel like it's a cycle. Um, so, you know, having healthy, um, listening, like being self, really being self-aware and knowing like, hey, you didn't do your routine this morning. That's why you feel a funk. You know, you better like get at it now, do it now. Um, I think that discipline and all of those things uh, are, uh, are things that I measure. And when I feel like at the end of the week, like, hey, how was it? Or at the end of the day, uh, I, I really define it as have I been able to, um, I guess, honor myself? and my gifts and help others. And if I've been able to do those things, then I feel like it's been a really successful week.
0: Nice. I love that. And how can people find you to work with you? Yeah, absolutely. And it's in the show Um,
1: notes as well. Okay, great. Uh, Well, I am um, on all sorts of um, socials. So let me tell you, um, TikTok, Pinterest, Facebook, Instagram, all as unlimitedfervor.com. So let me just spell that, just unlimited, and then F-E-R-V-O-R. Fervor is, the way I define fervor is it's passion with action um, uh, to it. So, you know, we, we think about fervently singing um, with a lot of passion, and um, that's really where the, the inspiration for Unlimited Fervor came from, as I felt very inspired to live with passion and take action. So I love that. Yeah, unlimitedfer.com and I have uh yeah the website and then all the social channels as well.
0: Wonderful. Thank you so much for sharing your story with us and providing some tips and tools on staying motivated and and keeping keeping going. <laughs>
1: Absolutely. It's been an incredible pleasure and it's been uh, just amazing getting to know people like you. So I feel incredibly, incredibly fortunate.
0: Thanks, Deb. Thank you. Thank you everybody for listening to today's episode. Remember to click the subscribe button, share with your friends, leave a comment, connect with Deb. She would love to hear from you. All Mm -hmm. right. Thanks everyone. Until next episode. See you.